Buck, Ron, and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Truly do appreciate you making us part of your day. Um, we are joined right now by the coach of the number two team in the FCS. Does that not have a nice ring to it, coach? It's been a minute since we've said that. Clay Hendricks of the Furman Paladins joining us on the show. When you got that news this week, Coach, what was that like for you? Number two team in the country. Incredible accomplishment. Congratulations. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's great to be with you. You know, uh, I, you know, certainly I'm happy for our program. I mean, I went to school here. I've played here, been here a long time. I think I was here the last time that had happened, maybe 2005. And it's not a very easy thing to do. Uh, a lot of people have had to do a lot of good things right. Uh, you had to have a little luck along the way. And, uh, you know, and I think the key is can you can you stay there? You know, we, we'd love to be at least there in uh, about three weeks from now. So, uh, but, but I, you know, at the end of the day, we gotta go, we got to go try to find a way to win another game against a really good team. Coach, can you point to any particular spark? Uh, or a moment that you thought might be a turning point, it, it, you know, and I'm asking you to put on your future pants and then look backwards 10 years from now. Are you going to say, Oh, when this happened, it was kind of a turning point for our program. You know, I'd say uh, beating Chattanooga here a year ago. Um, you know, I think, you know, we had kind of battled, had had a really good year and kind of battled, you know, a little bit of just getting into the polls and we finally got in there. We, I think they were number six in the country. They came in here a year ago, had a really, really good team, uh, won a heck of a game. Uh, you know, then I think two weeks later won another highly ranked game down at Mercer. And I, But I, I think just winning that game here a year ago, uh, kind of in fact, you know, it was just a physical, physical football game, and we found a way to get it done. And, you know, just if – that's something that kind of pops to mind right now. And I think this year, I think the key for our guys have just been pretty consistent all year. And, uh, you know, you have some ups and downs in a season. Uh, even when you have really good years, uh, you just got to find a way to try to keep getting wins and, and stick together. And, and our bunch has done that so far. Coach Clay Hendricks joining us on the show. Coach, uh, you have intimated in previous years, and I've remembered this, that Chattanooga is one of the teams – that is always kind of top of the heap in terms of talent, that maybe Furman doesn't have some years the raw talent that Chattanooga does. What can you say about uh, their talent level this go-round? <laughs> I'd say the same thing. You know, I think they I think they are. I mean, historically they have. And, uh, you know, they, they've kind of lived in the transfer world for a while, even, even when it was only kind of FBS to FCS. Um, you know, I think uh, I, I literally heard it from somewhere, you know, maybe right around 40 transfers, maybe a dozen Power 5 transfers. You know, and I don't know, Power 5, you can't say they're always great players, but they were at the Power 5s largely for one reason, they were talented. Um, but they are, they're incredibly talented. Um, but they do a great job coaching them up. They got good schemes, you know, took a UCLA quarterback. That's really kind of been, I think, kind of the difference for them this year. Uh, whereas they've always been really, really good defensively. Two elite pass rushers on the defensive side of the ball. They feel like I feel like they've been there forever. Uh, but now a really, really talented group, you know, so we'll certainly have to play our best and 
you know, I, it's nothing we're not kind of accustomed to. You know, we just we got talented guys too. We just got to go, we got to go play our style of football, and you know, and complement each other, and and do the things we have to do to go get a win. Now, Coach, obviously we here want to see Furman run the table and render the question I'm about to ask you moot. But how do you approach the idea of a loss with your team to keep them from getting too down if it were to happen? Do you even broach the subject now, or is that a bridge you cross when you come to it? No, I think you cross that if you come to it. You hope you don't come to it. But, you know, this is kind of an odd situation. You know, here we are. It, it's week nine. We're, we're This is their last conference game. They have a bye next week, and then they go to Alabama to play. And and we have three more conference games. So, you know, it's not an end-all, end-all for us. Um, now, certainly we want to go get it done, and, and you know, we want to win an outright championship. And, and uh, But I – but for them, it kind of is. So that that makes it a, a little bit unique because we still got a lot of football to play. So, you know, you just try to take it one one game at a time. I think you deal with stuff as it comes about. You know, it's just like you deal with injuries. You know, you you plan for it. Uh, we got a really mature group. I mean, this is really why a bunch of our kids, I, I'd say a bunch, most of them that could come back came back uh, for this very reason. They want to be in this position and. You know, it's taking a lot of hard work to get it to get to this point. Now, hopefully, we can just go make the most of it. Coach uh, DJ Khaled has a song. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. You have wins this year by three points, by six points, by eight points. It seems on the FBS level, you only get to number two if you're blowing people out. But Furman just consistently finds a way to win. Can you speak to just consistently winning as opposed to just rolling opponents week in and week out like we've seen Alabama do in the past and like we're seeing Georgia and Michigan do this year? Well, I think it's a couple of things. I think those people that are doing that are ultra, ultra talented, you know, and I'm just not sure we're ever a place because, you know, we have some, you know, some, some things that, that, sure. that, that make it challenging for us here. Uh, you know, but name of the game, finding a way to get a win. Um, I think, you know, somewhere along the line last year, I really kind of sensed it and, the feeling's been here before because I was here. I was as a player that way where, you know, where we expected to always go play well, which gave you a chance to win, to to going and expecting to win, you know, expecting to find a way. And I think that's maybe what's a little bit different with this group is however you have to do it. And, you know, I wish we would not leave a few of those points out there on the field where those games, some of those games wouldn't be so close. So that's something we got to do a better job of. But, I just think we've got a group that expects to go out there and play well and expect to win and find a way to get it done. And, you know, that's really kind of what our focus is for this week. Now, Coach, you talk about the unique position that Furman finds itself in, and we bring it up almost every single time we have you on the show. Uh, And I know that football is a completely different beast from basketball, but you share uh, some of that storyline with the basketball coach, Bob Ritchie. Have you had conversations with him uh, about his experiences in bringing the Furman basketball team up that you might be able to take a little lesson or two from him? You know, Bob and I, you know, he's busy. I'm busy. In fact, Bob called me today and uh, didn't leave a message. I called him back and I missed him. We don't talk a lot on the phone, but he's supportive, certainly around. I, I certainly observe what they've done. I think Bob and I have a, a strong common belief in what you have to do to be successful at Furman. 
I think I think if you really looked at our programs and how we do things, I think you'd see a lot of similarities, you know, in the things that we believe in. Um, you know, and certainly, I mean, we'd love to feed off of them, and I hope they won't feel like they can feed off of us because success helps everybody. Um, you know, but I, I think for us, it, it you know, we, we had a really good team a year ago, and, you know, you asked about the poll. You know, you, you, you got to start somewhere at the start of the year. So we started in a pretty good spot, much better spot we started a year ago. But, you know, with that comes some challenges. We've been wearing the bulls all year, you know, and, and that's okay. But I, our kids have kind of managed that, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can continue to build upon it. Coach Clay Hendricks, football coach of the Furman Paladins, joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. Uh, piggybacking off of Diesel's question, Coach, is uh, Bob Ritchie has mentioned to us that every offseason he picks a coach who he admires at the uh, collegiate level and uh, studies them, studies the plays that they call because he always wants to continue to be innovative. He wants to be ahead of the curve, not behind the curve. And I'm wondering, Coach, if – you can share with us anybody that you've studied or, you know, kind of anything like that that you do. Okay, it's the off season. I want to learn some new creative plays. Here's who I'm going to study. Do you do anything like that, Coach? Yeah, and, I, you know, I think probably what's a little bit, you know, I, I'm sure basketball world is the same way. You know, you look at styles of offenses and different things that people do on both, both sides of the ball, you know, offense and defense. And, and you try to visit. I, you know what? I, I kind of like finding who, who do who does more with less. And yeah. I, I think that's that's something I kind of try to focus on. I did the time I was at the academy. You know, we would do that, and you'd pick out some teams around the country, and you just think about there's some people. You know, there are some jobs that are harder jobs out there. You know, and I don't care what anybody says. And you know, who's done more with less? And you know, I, I'm as as an older coach. You know, I, when I was you know I was an office line coach most of my career, and uh, you know, you have a few of those kind of times in your in your career where you really came upon something you feel feel really made a made it helped you make a change in how you looked at things. And you know, I had a chance to spend some time with the Broncos back in the heyday of uh, the Broncos, and got him Alex Gibbs was the offensive line coach, and you know, did a phenomenal job. They were kind of the gurus of the of the zone zone runs and. Uh, I remember the days of the, the heyday, a little bit of Nebraska football. Um, you know, when when they were mixing power at that time, we were running a little bit of option. But I, but I've just kind of enjoyed. I mean, Justin Roper and what he's brought to our staff in the last two years. You know, he spent a bunch of time with Chip Kelly. So I, I don't know. I think you're always kind of continuing to learn, but you you do look around who's who's done more with less, and you know things that you want to get better at and. Uh, you know, it's, you asked this, you know, I was a huge fan of Bobby Knight. I just always, you know, I just was a huge fan of him and, and how he, how he did things. And I, I knew he, 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 he'd be a little overboard from time to time, but I've kind of enjoyed seeing all those, all those videos pop up of him in the last day or two. Also, sorry to lose him, but, uh, you know, it's funny. He and, you know, Dick Sheridan, our old coach that passed away this summer, similar in age, Probably different in a lot of ways, but really similar in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, I've kind of enjoyed that part of it. So, you know, we'll continue to look see who's doing good stuff. And, and uh, but, but again, I, I kind of like maybe who's done more with less. Coach, I'm looking at Chattanooga and their offensive output, which has been fairly consistent all season long. I mean, they're scoring, 
at least 23 points a game every single game this year, uh, something that you guys have been able to uh, pretty closely match in all but the ETSU game. Uh, do you see this ending up being a shootout with Chattanooga, or or is uh, is it going to be more of a defensive struggle? Well, I think both teams are really good defensively. Um, you know, so I you know, I can't say I, I couldn't see a shootout, but uh, I think you know, you know, taking care of the football will be huge. You know, we're number one in the country right now in turnover margin. And yeah, we've been re- really good at taking it away, and we've been really good at at protecting it. I don't think we've had a fumble since the first game. Um, young guy, you know, knock on wood. Hopefully, we can continue that. But I, I don't anticipate that because I think both teams are really good. I really think this game is going to be going up front on both sides of the ball. You know, who can run the football, who can protect their quarterback? Because uh, you know, both both sides do a really good job of getting after quarterbacks. And uh, so I think it's going to start there. And and then you know, we've done a really good job defensively, really the last month of eliminating some explosive plays, something we didn't do a good job earlier in the year. And um, I think that that's going to be huge for us. And, uh, but I, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a tough Southern conference football game. And if you look at the statistically across the board, I mean, it's kind of eerie how similar we are. I think both teams have created 17 turnovers. Um, They throw a little more than we do. We run a little more than they do. But but everywhere else, it's really, really pretty similar. So uh, it's two pretty evenly matched teams. And, you know, who can go execute the best? Coach, you uh, to piggybacking on something from earlier, uh, when a team has supreme talent, right, uh, and you're trying to game plan against that team, and I'm not saying Chattanooga's more talented than you are, but you've intimated they've got an elite level of talent, a lot of power five players from the FBS level, um, strategically, Coach, what are some things you do there? Like, I've heard coaches say, when you're more talented, you play man. When you're less talented, you play zone. Uh, when you know you're up against it from a talent standpoint, maybe like you felt going up to Columbia against South Carolina, are there anything strategically, Coach, that you can share? Well, I, I think you try to, you know, offensively for us is continue to be balanced. You know, make them defend the run and the pass. You know, and our guy, you know, Tyler Huff is certainly a threat. You know, and, and he's a guy that, that uh, certainly can make. He was huge in this game a year ago. That was maybe the difference in the game and his ability to run football. Uh, you know, so trying to be balanced with that. I mean, I mean, everybody has good schemes and X's and O's. You know, still big believer in pad level and, you know, fundamentals. Can you be really good at the fundamental? Can you force people to be disciplined? And then I think defensively for us is continuing to, you know, we're we're aggressive bunch. Our you know, Dwayne Vaughn, our defense coordinator, calls it that way. You know, but it's mixing up. You know, we'll we'll mix up what we give them, and you know, there'll be some times we'll be going after them. There'll be some times we won't be. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of chess match involved there. Um, but but again, you know, in the end of the day, they can only put eleven out there, and we can too. And what eleven can go execute, and and that's what it'll come down to. Coach Clay Hendricks, I, I tell you one thing yes, about sir. our game. It's that's one of the great things about our game, you know. Uh, it certainly helps to have the more talented guys, but the most talented guys don't always win, you know. And 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 that's when you know getting eleven guys to play together, and that's what what really makes it such a such a great game. I got my Furman football hoodie on right now, Coach. We are living the excitement that you guys are offering. Uh, we are <laughs> we are urging our audience to funnel to you in an otherwise disappointing season for Clemson, South Carolina, the Atlanta Braves, the Carolina Panthers. There's a great feel-good story right here in the upstate 
and it's you guys, and we're here to support you. You can hear Furman's game against Chattanooga. Coverage begins at noon on Saturday, kickoff at 1.30. And, Coach, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. Go get them. Hey, appreciate it. We'll take all the luck we can get, but uh, we're excited to go play and look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely. Coach Clay Hendricks right here uh, on the Fan Upstate. Big one, big one against a good Chattanooga team. And this is not a Furman team that's rolling people. You know, 16-8 to the last last game against East Tennessee State, 27-21 over Stanford. Samford, not Stanford, although they'd probably beat Stanford as well. Give me a team that knows how to win close games over a team that blows teams out oh, yeah. anytime. Because, oh, yeah. look, any team can have a bad performance at any time. And Chattanooga has been rolling people a lot this year. And Chattanooga could come out flat and have themselves a bad day. And Furman may be able to slow them down just enough to score one more point. That's it, baby. That's it. Let's go, Dins. Up next on the show, how did the Carolina Panthers finally get off the schneid? You'll hear from J.J. Hardy, Panthers culture, here on Offsides, the fan upstate. Most of you have a big pile of Halloween candy sitting around at the house. Now, if you happen to be a kid listening to this show right here, right now, this is the best Weapon that you have against your parents telling you to slow down, take your time, eat it slowly. Dentists say that the best way to eat your candy, for your teeth at least, is to eat it all at once. Here's a dentist explaining. It's much better for your teeth if you sit down and eat your full bag of Halloween candy at one time. I know it's going to upset your belly. Rather than we're going to hang on to this for the next couple months, and every couple hours we're going to get in there and get some kind of candy out. Yeah, Mom, a dentist says it's better for my teeth if I just eat all six pounds of this candy right here at one go. The problem is it does a lot of other really awful things to you. So it's probably not a good idea either way. Either way. So a lot of you have a lot of Halloween candy left behind. That is, according to a dentist, the best way to eat it. We appreciate you guys listening to the show today. We thank J.J. Hardy for joining us on the show. We thank Lawton Swan. We thank the head coach of the number 2 in the FCS, Clay Hendricks, uh, for the, of the Furman Paladins. Clay Hendricks for, for joining us on the show today. That was absolutely insane. Uh, it's so awesome to see what Furman is doing right now. And, of course, we need you to follow, subscribe. However you get your podcasts, look for Offsides with Mark Ryan, and hit that subscribe or the follow button. If there's an auto-download function, make sure you turn that on. Absolutely the case, guys. And it's been another spirited Friday Eve show. We thank you guys so much for that. want to let you know what's coming up on a Friday show, okay? Uh, we've got Cole Bryson previewing the high school football playoffs. Can you believe it? We've got high school football playoffs. You're going to have Burns right here on the Fan Upstate. We're going to have Heisman Trophy voter Brent Beard on the show. Our wise guys wisdom picks are coming your way tomorrow right here on Offsides with Mark Ryan uh, and Diesel. And looking inside, going deep inside the game, Clemson against Notre Dame. Can Clemson get a feel-good moment in its season? And can the Gamecocks, number one, win the right to the name the Gamecocks against Jacksonville State? Winner claims it, all right? And maybe themselves get on a little bit of a run between now and the end of the regular season to possibly steal a bowl game, make a bowl game. They're listed as having a 12% chance right now to get to six wins, winning all four home games to end their season. For Diesel, I'm Mark Ryan. We'll see you right back here tomorrow 
On Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate.